0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello, and welcome back to the final episode of What We Said podcast of the year 2019, the year of the pig. I'm kidding. I actually (gasps) have absolutely no idea what animal it is this year, the Chinese New Year. Oh, oh, oh. Um, I'm Chelsea. I'm JC. And we are very excited to be at the end of another year. It's come and gone so freaking fast. It's actually crazy when I'm thinking about our last podcast episode last year at the end of the year. It seems like yesterday. Yeah. Truthfully. It is insane. The years just fly by, you guys. Yeah, it's flying by. So we're going to share with you guys 19 things that we learned in 2019. So we're each going to do eight and then we're going to do one together. Honestly, I'm scared a lot of ours are going to be the same. You think?
1: You know, Um, who cares? Well, I thought that this was a good episode to do because we were thinking, should we share our New Year's resolutions? Like, what should we share for the final day? Because this is going up the 31st, Mm -hmm. the day before the new year. And I kind of thought, if we share the things that we've learned, that could help people for their New Year's resolutions, maybe. To, like, take some of the things that we've learned and incorporate them into their new year. Mm -hmm. And, um... January is going to be a good, really inspiring, uplifting month for the podcast. I think we're going to be sharing a lot of, like, you know, productivity and good, exciting things to help you with your goals and everything like that. So To
0: get you motivated. Yeah,
1: to get you motivated for the new year. So I think this will be a good way to end the year and still be inspiring for hopefully, you know, making some new
0: goals and some progress Yeah, in January. Get a clear mind. January, it's It's not even the fact that it's a new year, but even just after the busyness of the holidays, you just want to reset. And it just so happens that it also becomes the new year. Yeah. So it's literally just such a perfect time to kind of like take a deep breath, evaluate where you're at in life, and keep moving. And we preach about, you know, you never need a
1: new year or a Monday to change things. Like you can, you know, make new goals anytime you want. And I think that's true. But there really is something about something magical about year. the new year. Yeah. That just is like, okay, this is a fresh start. And anyway, mm-hmm. so.
0: Agreed. Agreed. Do you want to start, Chelsea? Yeah. Okay. 2019 recap. 2019 has been, I feel like every year is the best and worst year. It's like you you accomplish so much more, but at the same time, you go through harder trials than you've probably ever gone through. And I think that's honestly true for everybody. It's like life gets better and because harder. yeah, and harder at the same time. So the first thing that I wrote down, I'm going to start pretty surface level, and then I'll get a little bit deeper. Same. But my first one is mostly for my personality and for me in general. But sh- I've learned that structure for me brings me the most peace and happiness because it brings me productivity. And I absolutely need structure and I need a routine and that breeds success for me. Otherwise, I feel so I get so emotionally stuck. And I have said this a million times on this podcast, like an object in motion stays in motion. And that's so true for me. And I don't know just how I am that if I'm just kind of floating along, I'm so unhappy. Like I have to have structure. I have to have routine. I love instructions. Like even when I I'm working a job. Like, I love instructions because I'm just like, yep, I can go, 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 go. And I have a plan. And that's just how I am. Like, sometimes I'm like, I need to be more go with the flow and sure. But there's nothing wrong with having plans and planning things Mm -hmm. and having a set routine and, you know, having all that figured out. So I have definitely learned this year. I've been half of the year I was good at having a routine. Half of the year I feel like I've slacked off. But for the most part, I absolutely... Do better mentally and emotionally when I have structure.
1: That's a good one. How do you get that structure? That's
0: the question. That is the question. And the answer is by having a routine that you find gives you the most balance in life. At least that is for me. Like I I've said this before as well. My most productive times are in the morning. Like this morning, for example, I got up at 6 30 and I was thinking, like, oh gosh. And then I I was up at 6 30 thinking, now I don't remember why. I love this time of day. Like, I was up. I was in such a good mood. I'd get way more done than when I wake up at, like, nine, and I miss, like, three hours of my most productive time, so. Very true. Something like that where I have stuff planned. Like, okay, this—in the morning, I'm going to do this, 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 this. I just—and I write down what I have to get done for the day. I'm just so much happier, truthfully. Yeah, and you
1: have to find what works for you. Yeah. Okay. My ne- my first one is the most surface level it can possibly get. <laughs> what I learned in 2019 is that I love reality TV. <laughs> you guys, I have never been a TV person in my life. Like growing up, never really watched TV. Mm-hmm. Didn- we didn't have cable ever. Didn't we? So uh, my family's not really like much of a TV or movie watchers either. So I never really grew up, you know, watching TV. But I recently started watching Desperate, not Desperate Housewives, uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And I've actually heard mixed reviews. People are like, you need to start with that one. Because I was like, I just, okay, I've been watching Keeping Up with the Kardashians for a while. I'm not a religious watcher. Like, I don't watch every single week, but I'll keep up here and there. And I'm like, it's really so entertaining. Mm -hmm. And it feels just kind of like, sometimes, because I do work a lot, I feel like I'm just, like, I kind of just want to watch, watch like, trash TV. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really want to watch, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you just want to… Numb your mind. Numb your mind and sit there. Mm-hmm. So, um, anyway, I started Real Housewives, and I'm definitely hooked. I'll keep you guys updated. I'm going to, you know, people are telling me you should watch Vanderpump Rules, that
0: it's better than whatever, Um, Real Housewives. Have you watched either of those at all? I've watched Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I have not watched Vanderpump Rules, but I've watched many seasons of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Yeah. I didn't Um, know that. I freaking love it. I haven't watched it in a long time. Honestly, it's been like a year. But like a year ago when I lived in Utah, that's all I would watch. I I would catch up on seasons. Yeah,
1: I started from the first season, so I'm still on the first season. Mm -hmm. Takes me forever to like Because I'm not going to just sit there for five hours and watch it, but I'll just watch an episode here and there. Yeah. So that's what I learned
0: about myself. I'm a TV watcher now, and I Mm -hmm. like reality trash TV. Surprise. (laughs) Surprise. I'm coming out in 2020 as a trash TV lover. (laughs) It's 11:11. Make a wish. I wish that you guys will all buy our merch. (laughs) (laughs) Wish granted. (laughs) Okay, my second one is understanding people helps you feel more At peace and satisfied than trying to prove to them that you're right. So, this is kind of a specific thing in specific situations, but in one on one relationships, definitely, I found this mostly from like me and my husband when we're in a disagreement. We're both just trying to, at first, like try to prove while we're right, like, no, 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 I'm right. And we stop listening to each other. And then, as soon as we started to really try to, Actually, understand where the other person is coming from, you actually feel so much better than proving to them that you're right. Like, you, if you leave a, a situation and you're like, ah, I won, I'm right, it you actually doesn't good. even feel that good. Like, it, nothing really is accomplished. There's no actual solution because most of the time the other person is just feeling like, okay, you're, you're just rude, like you're a little prideful, whatever. But when we've tried to just understand where the other person is coming from, Instead of trying to like push your preferences or opinions on them, it's just so much of a better outcome. The relationship has a chance to grow instead of like be stunted. And I think that applies to so many different areas of life in general, like not even with, you know, romantic relationships, but like friendships and in general, like listening to other people's opinions. I think you just have to listen and understand. And I think everyone just needs to stop trying to prove that they're right so much because I don't really know what good that does truthfully
1: yeah it all it's all just pride and ego which all yeah. of us probably have a little bit of a problem with but Absolutely. I agree love that okay my next one is if you stick with a habit long enough it really does become a part of your routine and you will see results mm-hmm. so this is true for me with a few different things this year that I've stuck with Um, The two main ones that come to mind are my fitness routine and my skincare routine. And both of those things, I have seen really awesome results this year. And that is because I have been extremely consistent and I have stuck with it. And something that Delaney um, said on our episode that I really liked, this was like two weeks ago, um, was she said it's kind of like an equation. And she was talking more work-related, but she was saying hard work, consistency. She gave a few things. Like she was saying, I'm, "I have a hard time believing that you could do all of those things like hard work, consistency, passion, and not see any results of any kind." Mm-hmm. And there are certain results which I'm going to talk about later in a different lesson that I've learned this year. Um, there are certain things that haven't gone according to plan this year, where I have put in hard work and I haven't necessarily seen the results I wanted to, but you will see some sort of results if you put in hard work and consistency, whether it's what exactly what you wanted or not. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah, no, 100%. So, um, I wanted to give fitness and skincare as an example because those are two physical things that, like, I've actually seen a difference. And it's one of those things where I thought, I'm like, I'm never going to see results. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when you've been doing it for whatever, a month, you're like, oh, this is such a drag. But then yeah. once you do it for a year straight, it's like, oh, and you look back at photos, it's like, oh, gosh, like, my skin is a lot clearer than it used to be. I looked back at an old video and I was like, my skin is so much clearer. Yeah, and, it really is. And then even just like my body has transformed and like mentally I've transformed from fitness and stuff. And that is only because I truly did
0: stick with it and it did become a habit. Mm-hmm. So. Agreed. And the time will pass anyways mm-hmm. is the thing with the, what you were saying. Like when, you, when you're when you doing something consistently for a month, you're like, I've been doing this forever. How long is it going to take? The time, if you don't, you can't think like that because the time's going to pass anyways, no matter what you do. So you might as well be, making you know, good use going of to it. the gym or like doing your skincare routine. It's like the time's going to go by anyway. So you might as well just stick with it. Okay, number trace. That was the most white <laughs> way I could have said that. High risk equals high reward. So the scariest things in life will be the best things in your life. Truthfully, I'm a scaredy cat at heart. I like to say that I'm a brave person because I'm so scared of everything. So like, I feel like I'm more scared of things than the average person. And I like to confront my fear and go for things that actually terrify me because and in that way, I'm like, I'm brave. I'm not brave because I'm not scared of everything. I'm brave because I'm horrified of lots of things, but I do it anyways. And I'm not saying like, oh, afterwards, I'm like, I'm perfect. And I might still be scared. But everything in my life that has been like a high reward has been one of the scariest things I've ever done. Like even getting married, it's like that's scary when yeah. you first get married, but you have because of the hard work and and the risk that goes into it, what you get out of it will be way better than something that's mediocre and that's like so safe. So, risk it all people. Risk it to get the biscuit. <laughs> risk it to get the biscuit. I love that. And also I have no idea what that
1: quote means. What? Risk it to get the biscuit? What is biscuit? Uh, What's the biscuit? I don't know. <laughs> searching for the biscuit. All right, you guys, we have officially made it through the holiday season. And now that we have taken care of everyone, we've gotten everyone their gifts, it is time to stop, catch our breath. Let's do something for us. Do something for you. You know what I mean? AKA give yourself some Dollar Shave Club goodies. These guys know their stuff when it comes to shaving. Let me tell you, they make really amazing products and they have spent years developing these refining them so the nice thing is that they keep you stocked up you get what you want when you want it whether that's once a month whether just a few times a year um I may or may not have been stealing Leif's razor that he got from Dollar Shave club because I think a lot of women can agree that sometimes men's stuff just works better it's the same way that men's clothing is somehow more comfortable than women's doesn't matter we could both have oversized t-shirts I want to wear Leif's to bed because it's comfier. Okay, that's just how it is. So I always steal Leif's razors because I just swear they work better and they're more effective. So Dollar Shave Club is not just for men, you guys. Like a lot of women actually use these. So whether you're a woman or a man, I would still recommend checking it out.
0: Treat yourself with the Dollar Shave Club Ultimate Shave Gift Set as basically everything you need for an amazing shave. The executive razor, two replacement razors, prep scrub, shave butter, and post-shave do. Head over to dollarshaveclub.com slash what we said. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash what we said to save on these ultimate shave products. dollarshaveclub.com slash what we said. Number three for me.
1: If you want to make something happen, then make a plan. Write it down and make a specific plan with steps. Hmm. That's something that is very important. And there are so many, you know, goals and plans that I've had. I'm doing air quotes right now because I didn't write them down or make any sort of plan on how to get there. I'm like, I wanna do this. And then I just like move on and it just doesn't get done because there's no steps. For most things in life, you have to have a plan. And that's, yeah. that's like, um, I'm talking goals, you know, goal-oriented stuff. Like if I said this in my health journey video, if your goal for the new year is to get fit, but that's just the goal, it's too vague. You can't say, I just want to get fit this year. Well, what are you going to do to do that? Because if you have no plans, and if you're just like, oh yeah, maybe I'll go to the gym sometimes. It's like, It just won't happen how you want it to. So Mm -hmm. you have to make a specific plan. And I'm not saying you have to go to the gym five times a week, but make a specific goal that you think you can stick to and stick to it Mm -hmm. and write it down Mm -hmm. and break it down into very small and simple steps. That's something we talk about a lot is like very small goals can still be, they can bring great results, Mm -hmm. but you have to like write down the steps or else it's not going to happen for the most part. Amen. Why are you looking at me weird? <laughs> I'm not
0: looking at you. She's like, Yeah, good one. <gasps> I'm like, Really? <laughs> like, that's not true. No, I'm saying oh, amen. I agree 100% with that. Okay. And my number four is your mind will quit a hundred times before your body wow. does. This is something I heard in a yoga class one time. And she was saying, Your body will keep going. Like, it's programmed to just push itself. But your mind is a thing that's going to stop you most of the time. It's going to. Like come up with a million excuses. So sometimes we just have to silence our mind and let like our body do the work, basically, and listen to our body instead of like listening to all the thoughts running around in our head. Because sometimes, like, uh, I also love the quote, "Thoughts, you are not your thoughts." Because a lot of the times you can get really bogged down on like how, or at least I like feel guilty about thoughts I have, like negative thoughts about myself or something like that. Then you feel bad about that, and it's like, oh, why am I thinking that? Whatever. And kind of realizing that you are you can control your thoughts, like whatever comes in is not up to your control. It's what you let stay in your mind is what's up to your, right. you know, control at that point. So whether it's literally like when you're exercising or doing yoga, like silencing your mind and like connecting to your body, or if that's just like going throughout your day and getting up out of bed and like letting your body do its thing and getting like what I said earlier, like an object in motion stays in motion— and if you're having a hard time, like, getting going on something, a goal or anything like that, um, just silence the excuses in your head for just one second. And then on the opposite spectrum, if you find yourself on autopilot nonstop, like, your body's just going, 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 and you have absolutely no rest whatsoever, and you've become a robot, then you need to, you know, balance that and take a moment, like, to Also reset listen to your body. <laughs> connect yeah. the body and mind, yeah. So I really like that one. Yeah. Okay.
1: Investing in quality over quantity is so worth it. That's what I had written down. Um, I've experienced this in a bunch of different areas in life. I just feel like—I'm going to talk about clothes, even though that's obviously just a material thing, but um, I had a huge closet clean out a few months ago because I was just feeling so overwhelmed. I would look in my closet. I'm like, I don't even like half of this stuff— It doesn't, it's cheesy, but it's like, Mm -hmm. it doesn't bring me joy in any capacity. When I look at this shirt, I don't like it. I don't want to wear it. I subconsciously know I'm never going to wear it, but I feel guilty because I bought it. And I was just like, I'm done. I am getting rid of a ton of stuff. I'm donating all of it. I don't want my closet to be jam-packed. You guys, it felt So good. And ever since then, I've been really trying to invest in like staple pieces. And I was just thinking about the fact that I've had friends who are more what's the word? What's the word when you're tight with money? Money, even if you have money, like stingy or whatever. Even well, I have friends on both ends of the spectrum. It's like some friends actually don't have money and whatever. I get not having money. But what I'm saying is that, for example, you could buy a pair of like $30 sneakers like every few months or you can just buy one pair of $100 sneakers and wear them for a year. And or same thing Mm -hmm. with, you know, jeans. Like I have a pair of jeans that was $180 but they've lasted me literally three years and I wear them all the time still. So it's like, to me, that is way more worth it than buying $40 jeans like every, you know, few months. It's it's actually Mm -hmm. more expensive to do that. And I feel like I get, like I said, I understand not having the money up front. It's First of all, there are things I can't afford too. I'm not saying I can afford anything I want, but um, I just think investing in quality stuff, including like skincare and stuff like that, because a lot of people are like, oh, I can't afford to get facials. First of all, I 100% understand that. But also, are there other areas of your life that you're spending money just, you know, on Starbucks every day that if you really stop to look at that, you could have afforded this nice skincare stuff that's a really good investment? So I
0: feel like, is this going all over the place? No, it makes sense. And I think it's kind of the same thing with eating healthy. It's the same exact um, excuse that a lot of people have with like, well, eating healthy is really expensive. But also later on in life, yeah, maybe right now it's more of an upfront cost. But later on in life, like my dad was saying, he's been eating healthy for 30 plus years. And I just did like a what I eat in a day video with him because it's actually crazy. But he was saying, but now I'm like 56. I don't take any medication. I don't have any doctor bills because I've taken care of myself. And yeah, maybe my groceries are a little bit more. But down the line, it's actually so much more worth it because you're saving on costs in the long run. You can't just look so in the moment. um, Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. Like so short term.
1: And I think that's true for so many areas of life. Like quality over quantity literally always Mm -hmm. outweighs
0: it. Yeah. And so anyway. Except for money. (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) we want more quantity of that yeah we want that cash (laughs) number five connection and community are vital to basically survival this is something i think JC and i both kind of struggle with is like getting out and doing stuff with a group of people we much rather stay in and watch a movie or just like keep to ourselves and I actually learned a lot from Dave Swenson when he was on our podcast with his wife. And he was talking about how he was, when he was going through trials, like he basically had this feeling like if you don't connect with other people, you're going to die. Like it's innate in us to want to have connection and have community. And I think this literally bleeds into so many areas of life with like working out. If you have a community you work out with, like classes or something, if if you have like a group of people you do that with or... um. Like CrossFit, for example, I think that's why it's so popular because it's such a community and it like creates way more than just working out or something like that. I don't know. I've only been in CrossFit one time in my life, but I'm assuming that's why it's so popular. And just individually, I've learned to push myself to like talk to people and have more conversations. And this is something that you said in our gift guide episode when you're talking about the win friends and influence people is I've heard this one thing where he was saying I think it was on a podcast, like if you want to be interesting, be interested.
1: So Mm -hmm.
0: be interested in more people and you actually will learn so much from them. Like we've said this before, but everyone's a master at something. Like everyone's an expert at something and you can learn something from anybody. And even though you might be a little bit drained after you go out to an event, like if you're an introvert, it's so much more worth it because you have all these, like the support system. And it's not even like you need people like, you know, to always have your back, but just the feeling of that support, like the, even if it's silent support, is just so important. No matter who it is, it doesn't have to be your family. If, you know, you can choose your family. Like some people just have like a really good group of friends or their church or whatever. But um, yeah, I, I can definitely, say about that. yeah, I mean, I can definitely
1: relate and vouch for that because when we moved to LA, it's like we don't have a ton of friends here. And with our work, we're kind of just at home all day. Like, Mm lives just in literally a dark cave editing all day. And we realized that we had to get out and, like, talk to people and just make plans. Like, yeah, let's go on a little double date with this couple and whatever, because you really do need that as a human being. You need communication, community,
0: and it makes you feel so much better. Yeah. It's it's good for your health. That's why it's one of the main areas of your health is like community and social life. Mm-hmm. There's a reason for that. Definitely.
1: All right, ladies, this one's for you. Guys, you are maybe allowed to skip. I'll maybe allow it. But girls, don't skip this ad because this is one of my all-time favorite companies. Chelsea and I both utilize this every single day, and that is Ritual Vitamins. I think all of us want healthy bodies, right? We're trying to treat ourselves the best we can. But the problem is that even if you are eating kale salads and green smoothies all day every day, there's still essential nutrients that you're probably not getting just from food on a daily basis. And that kind of sucks, but this is where Ritual comes in. So it is an obsessively researched vitamin for women. And their essentials vitamins have the nutrients that most of us don't get enough of from our food, all in their cleanest form, so there's no nasty ingredients or additives. And you take two capsules a day, And here's the thing that I really think needs to be mentioned. Um, They have a minty aftertaste. So there's not one hint of chalkiness. It doesn't taste like fish. You know how some vitamins are just seriously the worst? Like I consider myself pretty picky. I also hate medication. I hate pills. So this is coming from someone on that end of the spectrum. And I honestly think these are easy to take and that they taste like just good, honestly, just minty and refreshing. So Also, I feel like I need to mention that the packaging is really beautiful. um, And just the branding is all minimal and great. So they're pretty. That's just the icing on the cake though. So Chelsea actually left her ritual vitamins at my house. She came to visit. And then a few days later, she called me. She's like, did I forget my ritual vitamins? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, that's why I've been feeling so low energy. And I'm really not kidding that this has like helped me in many aspects of life. I honestly think it is contributing to the fact that my skin has been the clearest it's ever been. I was feeling low energy for a while when I wasn't taking them. and. I'm not joking. Ever since I've been taking them, I've had energy. I feel really, really good. Anyway, so they've really made a difference in my life. And I feel like especially kicking off this new year, if you guys want to get into like a new morning routine, um, this is such a good thing to add to your routine and it's super easy. So the last thing is that you do not have to go to the store or anything to get them because they're delivered every month right to your front door. And it's so easy. So Better health does not happen overnight, and Ritual is offering our listeners 10% off during your first three months. So fill in the gaps in your diet with essentials for women, a small step that helps support a healthy foundation for your body. Visit ritual.com slash whatwesaid to start your ritual today. That is 10% off during your first three months at ritual.com slash whatwesaid. I will link this in the show notes for you guys, but I'm serious. You should hop on board. Okay, my next one is that comparison really is the thief of joy. And the reason I wanted to talk about this, um, I shared this on my Instagram story a little bit. One of my favorite episodes ever, podcast episodes, is Ed Milet, um, number one key to happiness. I'm so sorry, Ed, if I'm pronouncing your last name incorrectly. We can't decide if it's Milet or Milet. I know. Anyway. It's all about comparison and I think it's unique because he touched on when people hear comparison, they think of comparing themselves to other people. Like when you hear that quote, comparison is the thief of joy or anything like that, you think like, yeah, I shouldn't compare myself to other people. But it goes so much deeper than that. Um, comparison is will lead you down a path of unhappiness every single time. And it's comparison to your former self, it's comparison yeah to other people, it's comparison to when things were different in your life or when your relationship was different. You compare everything and he was saying people will say like, you know, if they have a sick family member for instance. Yeah. I can't control, you know, this person in my life is sick and that makes me really sad and upset and that's not a comparison. He's like, actually, it is. You're comparing your life to when they were healthy. And so I think just trying so hard to not compare ourselves in any capacity, it's obviously impossible to just never compare yourself again to anything or anyone. But making a conscious effort of that um, is really game-changing. And whenever I catch myself doing that, I really try and take a step back. And because it really does create so much unhappiness and it's pointless. Yeah because you can't change your i mean you can change your current situation but whatever situation you're in like comparison's not going to help you
0: get out of it. Yeah. Well and cuz where you are at the moment you can't change actually where you are at the moment. You can in the future, but like the actual moment you're in, I can't change right now. Right. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like so it's that reminds me of the the saying like when you're too obsessed with the future you, it's anxiety and if you're too like caught in the past it's depression. Mm-hmm. And I think that completely applies to what you were just saying. Because if you're too caught up in either like your future self or your past self or anybody else, then you're going to have like one of those things where it's like you're just anxious or you're sad about something. And it's so freeing. Like when you were talking about that, I'm like, oh my gosh, if you have no comparison, you're just so free and you're so happy. Mm -hmm. So, what I'm saying with the whole living in the moment thing is for me, obviously, I know I'm going to have a disclaimer that it's A different story when it comes to literal chemical imbalances in your brain and severe mental health issues. But I'm talking for a majority of people like you have a choice, like you have choices in a very few areas of your life. But usually the only place you have a choice in is like how you react to things. So you can choose to be happy. Again, like I said, I understand there are special circumstances. But for the most part in your day to day life, like if you're struggling with Mishap at work, maybe you got fired, maybe broke up with your girlfriend, something that just kind of puts you in a dark place, you have to have hope. And whether that comes from being grateful or it comes from finding joy in the little things, you have to have hope. Otherwise, like you just feel so lost, and that's not a fun place to be. So you, I know in times that I've felt super dark in like my mind, I had to find some glimmer of hope otherwise I felt so lost.
1: Because it doesn't matter what anyone else is doing. It doesn't matter your past, like you said. It doesn't matter about the future. You're just living in the present. Yeah, And yeah, I think that's like something that we can all work on. And I would go listen to that podcast episode if you want to hear more on that subject. Again, it's called, I think, The Number One Key to Happiness. And that really, really helped me and changed my life. That episode's amazing. So I would definitely recommend
0: it. Well, I'm going to go I'm going to skip ahead to one of mine that kind of applies to that. So, my next one is the only thing that is real is right here and now. Like kind of what I was just saying. The literal only thing that is real is this moment right now. Like, yes, okay, yeah, there is a future and there is a past those things did happen, but the only thing that matters is right here and right now. Um and I think that applies to the comparison thing a lot. Like that's why I wanted to do it right after cuz that ties in and kind of explains how to do that a little bit more. And obviously there's like physical things you can do that I've, I feel like I've said before, but if I haven't like deep breaths, like literally things that bring you to the current moment and let you just completely exist in the now. So playing with kids is a really great one or playing with dogs, playing with your pets, um, like laughing or singing in the car or something like that. Like moments when you think about, you're like, wow, I'm just so happy. Even cleaning, honestly, um, which leads me to like what I was gonna say at the end of the whole episode, but we're gonna jump to it right now is like you have the choice to be happy. Like, you that is your choice, and like you may not have a choice about anything else, but you do have the control whether you want to argue with me or not to be happy in the moment. It might suck. You may have be in like a horrible situation. But you can still control that how you react to it, and you can control your happiness. So a lot of
1: people disagree with that. That have mental health struggles. I will say that. What if people have depression? They do not agree with that. What you just said. Well, I've gone through mental health issues. Yeah, and
0: it's it's absolutely not. That's why I'm saying it's like. That's why I said the only thing that's real is right here and now. So mm-hmm. maybe you're not as happy as you've ever been, but you do have the choice with what you are given in that moment to be happy, and I. Sorry, I'm just gonna stick to that because I have gone through things like that. And obviously I've never gone through like severe depression or other mental health issues that other people have had. And that's fine. And like you can um I'm deal not with saying that you're... How... Well, I know I'm saying for people who are listening who are like, well, I have actual like severe depression. I know many people who have severe depression and obviously you can't choose to like, yeah, I'm gonna jump out of bed this morning. Like that might not be literally up to you at that moment, but Even when you're laying in bed, like, in my worst moments, I still could choose to find joy in the moment. Mm -hmm. So maybe joy is a little bit of a better word where it's like, I could still choose to be in the moment. Yeah. And I think— And not worry so much about, like, maybe I'm not as happy as if I won the lottery. I'm not saying that. Like, you have to be your happiest because you—you want to get your baseline of happiness up. So, anyways. I'm not—I'm not not unvalidating or whatever the word is. Invalidating.
1: People—yeah,
0: invalidating people with depression or anxiety. Many of my loved ones have that, and I know it's a real struggle. But if there's no hope there, if you have no hope with those things, then goodbye. Honestly, it's just like it's so that your life is hopeless. It's that's so hopeless. I guess.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like you have I know. Have just, hope. Yeah, and I'm just playing devil's advocate. Yeah. I'm just saying because I know there are going to be people listening who don't agree with that that saying. And I think, yeah. I think. Joy is a better word or even gratitude. Yeah. Like you can find things that you can have gratitude for. Yeah. I think that's always an option. So yeah, definitely don't want to invalidate that in any form or fashion. But I think that that, like, I agree yeah. with you. I'm not saying you're well, wrong. Well, and, there's, and anyway, I think there's a
0: bunch of different words to describe all those things, too, because I think all of those words kind of go into one where it's like the same thing as people describing God or the universe or like all these different things that we're all kind of talking about the same thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where it's yeah. like love,
1: joy, happiness. It's all, yeah, it's all the same. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Okay, I have had to learn patience this year. Um, patience. <laughs> I here's the thing. I don't even, I don't even know how to address this situation because it sounds so silly. But basically, when it comes down to it, I did not grow number wise on my personal Instagram account at all this year. Okay? In 2019, the numbers weren't looking good for (laughs) Jason Marie. Okay? The data was not on our side. The analytics were not good. So I'm going to be honest. That was really a hard pill to swallow for me this year. And it sounds so like I almost hesitate to even share that one because I'm like, that sounds so dumb and also silly and Privileged and stupid to other people. But I feel like I would be ingenuine if I didn't share that. Well, it's your job. Yeah, because it was one of my struggles this year that actually taught me a lot and that I'm grateful for when it comes down to it. Shocked that I can say that, but Mm -hmm. I am grateful for the struggle. So I mean, there's really no explanation. Like this year, I felt like I worked harder than I've ever. Worked in my entire life. And I did not see the results I was hoping for um, with Instagram, as it, you know, it's my job. So I had certain goals for it. Like I wanted to hit 500K by the end of the year, and I did not even come close to that. And I had these goals, and it really taught me number one, making goals that are so out of your control is a little bit dangerous. Like I want to hit this number of followers. I mean, I get that that can be a goal and like a lot of people make that goal and they hit it and that's awesome, but it just brings disappointment into your life if you don't hit it and it's truly like kind of out of your control. Mm -hmm. You can't really control your numbers of followers. You can control how hard you work and how much value you put into your content and how you know, great, you make everything. But when it comes down to it, you can't force people to follow you. So Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Exactly. You can't force people to like you.
0: Yeah. It's like trying to see like, I want this many people to like me.
1: Exactly. And it's not a great goal. And same with like, I want to make this amount of money. And then if you don't make that amount, you're upset when you did still make a great amount of money. And so anyway, this year on Instagram, growth was rough. The algorithm was kicking my booty like it was kicking a lot of other people's I know a lot of people struggle with this and that's why I wanted to talk about it um and the reason that it was a hard pill to swallow is because for for this year is because uh, to be honest I've always had really really steady growth on Instagram I've always worked super hard to make my content the best it could be I've always like I will not post stuff unless I'm proud of it I'm so picky and selective so like I felt like I deserved that, if that makes sense. Like, I'm like, oh, I deserve the growth because I work so hard and, like, I do have good intentions. But this year when I was working even harder and I wasn't seeing the results, that was so, so frustrating. So I learned patience. I learned that that does not determine my worth as a human being, for Mm -hmm. one. And I learned to pour my energy into the things that are working. I think it's so easy to focus on the one thing that's not working Whereas, you know, the podcast has been growing like crazy, and I'm so grateful for that. Like, YouTube has been going awesome. I'm so grateful for that. And other areas of my life, like, you know, like my fitness and my health and stuff have been better than they ever have been. And so I just realized, like, why am I not pouring energy into those things that are working so well and that I love? Why would I focus on the one thing in my life that I can't control, really, to be honest? And That I'm giving my all to and it's just not working. There's no need to give that energy and to be so upset over that. Yeah. So I still struggle with this sometimes. Like there are moments where I'm like, why the flip is this not working? But I don't know. I'm just grateful. Like I'm grateful for the struggles because I also can sympathize with other people who are like going through that and I really wasn't able to before. So yeah, I've learned patience this year in many different areas. We love a patient queen.
0: (laughs) We love a patient queen. Okay, I'm trying to remember which one I left off on. Well, this one goes along right with that. How perfect. It's like we planned this. Wow. Um, Authenticity is the most important attribute and skill I think that you could have. Obviously, that's a four. That's the four in me speaking. Mm -hmm. But I think being, like, along with that, being teachable, that comes with, like, kind of being teachable is something that can't be taught. So, like, just true authenticity and I wrote down kind of what you just said. Like, people learn way more from people sharing their relatable experiences than people trying to act like they're perfect and like they are like someone, an idol to look up to. Um, I think somebody sharing like what they are struggling with is just way more, obviously relatable, but it helps people to sympathize and to be like, oh, I'm in this position. That seems way more attainable to be able to do than someone who's actually perfect. is like, well, I'm not even like that. Like, so I, there's no way I can achieve that. So I think in whatever job you have or any area of your life, the more authentic you can be, the better. Just no matter what, whatever it is. And again, people not, might not always agree with you, but are you recording me? No. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, well, see that a little ladder. <laughs> no, I'm just holding my phone. Oh. Weird uh people not might not always agree with you but you if you don't have like your authenticity then what do you have you got nothing i
1: agree and that goes actually absolutely perfect with my next one so we are just killing it today i said that well yeah no it goes long okay it says confidence and positivity is attractive being yourself is attractive and I'm not talking only with relation or with you know romantic relationships, although we can definitely dive into that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but just with a friendship or whatever, like it is fun to be around people who are just authentic and who are 100% themselves and who are positive people. Yes. Like, every time I'm with someone who just gives me like positive vibes and feelings, I'm like I leave and I'm just like so uplifted and I feel so good and I'm attracted to that person, whether it's like. I'm like, whether it's a new guy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> whether it's a boy or a girl, honestly.
1: No, whether it's yeah. like a friendship or whatever. Um, <laughs> new guy. I'm crying. No, it's it's attractive. And I think like for anyone out there who is dating right now or, you know, trying to find the one. I, we were just talking about this um, last night at dinner with Tyson. We were saying like, When you just are your true, authentic self and you are living a happy, confident life, then the person, you know, that you're, the person that you want to be with, who I'm assuming is also happy and confident, will be drawn to you. Mm -hmm. But if you're living in this space where you're negative and you are not confident in yourself and you have no self-worth, like, you're not going to find a happy, confident, amazing, successful person. You have no self-worth. Well, I'm saying if you <laughs> You don't think you do. You don't think you I do. I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> like if you're worthless. If you have no self-worth. <laughs> you know what I meant. Yeah. Um, then you're not gonna find someone that's a ama- mate, you know, this mm-hmm. that has all these qualities that you
0: want probably.
1: Because you if don't you don't do, you're not gonna be ready
0: to be in a relationship
1: with them. Exactly. And so I, I think that is really relevant for dating, but also friendships, like you have to attract the energy that you want. Like Mm -hmm. you, if you want positive friends who are uplifting and who are so fun to be around, then like you need to try your best to be that person. And so, yeah, I just think, like you said, authenticity is so important. Like just be yourself. Mm -hmm. Honestly, just be your freaking self because no one else is like you. Mm -hmm. And that's what's cool about every single person is we're all so different. Yeah. Unique. Are you about to tear up? No, I'm not. Uh. Are you? He should have said yes for the fans.
0: <laughs> I'm like, yes, I'm crying. No, I've
1: cried too much on this podcast <laughs> I this know. year. That's my other goal, not to cry so much next
0: year. Not to be such a baby. I know I've said this before, but I feel like I can be friends with pretty much, maybe not like best friends hang out all the time, but like I can get along with pretty much anybody as long as they are themselves mm-hmm. all the time. Because then you know exactly what to expect. I'm not saying you're like, yes, we're perfect together. We agree on everything. But it's like if they're just yourself, you can have open communication and it's just, yeah, be and, authentic. And you yes. know what else? When you are 100% yourself,
1: you give other people the space to be 100% themselves. True.
0: That's a very good point.
1: It feels good to be around people who are just so comfortable with themselves because you feel comfortable. And mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I can just be who I am too. Yeah, completely.
0: Okay, so this one goes along with this as well. Which wow. is just like a train of good vibes over here. We got, we we're we're. We're (laughs) vibing We're vibing Okay, this is to not take anything personally So we're talking about being offended over here because again I have definitely heard the quote so many times like you teach what you need to learn the most So most of these things that i'm saying is like things that i've had to learn the hard way and things that don't come naturally to me which I like to dive into and Like really try to better myself in those areas because it's where i'm lacking because I am a sensitive little girl. I take offense to so many little things. I will pay attention to things people do and be like the tiniest thing they could say. And I'm like, oh, they think I'm so annoying. Like, oh, my gosh. Or they say something. I'm like, that was directed at me. Oh, my gosh. They think I'm blah, blah, blah. Making up all these stories in my head and taking everything everyone does so personally. Even criticism. It's like we've talked about people criticizing things that you're doing or whatever. I, can, I It's so easy for me to take it so personally so quick. But when you actually are offended by something, this is what I have tried to practice. If something, you know, riles me up, my blood starts boiling. I like to check myself first. Like, why am I offended by this? Uh, Is what they're saying kind of true? And that's why it stings so much. Am I I feeling like, oh, maybe I was like rude or maybe I was insensitive or maybe— I was annoying, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, So I like to check myself first and not like put the blame on them immediately. Like, oh, you said something that, you know, really made, you know, really hurt me or something like that. And then if it's like something that I don't want to happen again, or I'm like, yeah, I don't think it was okay that you said that. Like after I kind of evaluate with myself, like why am I so offended? That way I can go into a conversation if someone does offend me, um, especially someone I care about the relationship with. I can go with a open mind and like a healthy view or a healthy perspective when I do talk to them about it. So if I were, which is very hard for me, and you're both not confrontational people. And it's, I think, something that we both have been trying to work on, um, going into a conversation and, and saying like, hey, what you said like actually really hurt my feelings. I feel like this— um, I need you to understand where I come from and being like very straight to the point and very open with how I'm communicating. Because if you're holding anything back, it's it's honestly rude to them because they still don't know the whole story. And you have to give them all the information in order for them to process that. And then they can be like, oh, I literally did not mean anything by that. Or they can be like, well, you're really doing this. And then whatever, you can get-
1: Into a conversation. You can get into
0: a conversation that's going to be beneficial in the long run. I've learned from multiple situations that where I've pushed myself to be in a situation where I have to say something that offended me and it's extremely hard for me, like makes me cringe just thinking about it. The relationship is so much better after the conversation, even though it's a hard conversation to have, so much better than if I were to just hold that in.
1: Yeah, because you're you have resentment towards a person who has no idea that they even did anything. Yeah. And it's unfair to exactly. both of you.
0: Because I've had situations where people have said things to me, like even followers or something, if they say, Hey, what you said, I didn't like this. And I'm like, if it's something where I'm like, No, like I I really don't like I really am sorry that it like came off that way to you, but this is what I meant by it. Um and I care. And I'm like, okay, thank you for saying that. And they're not just coming across. I can tell the difference between someone who's like actually trying to say something like to get off their chest and someone who's just trying to hurt you because they're hurt or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I think long story short, if you're feeling offended and it's something that you can kind of resolve on your own, like just like they literally didn't mean anything by that. I'm being extra sensitive. You don't, necessarily need to say anything but if it is something then you have the opportunity to go in and have a healthy like healthy conversation about it so agreed i think it helps with the whole offended mindset a lot of people live in these days to just stop
1: yes people are too dang offended including us but yeah yeah, we all got to get more what's the word self-aware yeah okay how you get anyone to do what you want them to do is by getting them to want to. So this goes along with understanding people. And this is another thing I learned from How to Win Friends and Influence People. Um, people don't do things that they don't want to do. Sometimes they will, but they don't do it with a smile on their face. No. They, if you're like, you know, nagging your husband, like, you need to do this, you need to do this. They don't like that. Mm-mm. Like, I definitely don't like it when people nag me. I think it's annoying. So there are so many different things, like, little takeaways and stuff. Um, But one of the things to do is to, like, when you want someone to do something for you, begin with praise and honest appreciation. So if you want, like, your husband to do something for you, don't just be like, you've really been slacking. You need to do the dishes. Like Mm -hmm. start with like, hey, I love that you've been doing this lately. I'm honestly really like and come from a sincere place. Yeah. Like I'm honestly really grateful for this. Like this would help me a lot. And I want to know if that's something that you like have the time to do today or you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's such a different conversation when you I'm talking specifically like. If you want your husband to, you know, help you do something yeah. or whatever. Um, but also, like, make the other person happy about doing the thing you suggest. Like, you, it's just basically don't nag people. And if you yeah. want someone to do something for you, it's not even— It goes back to the quote, it's not what you say, it's how you say it.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: there are so many ways to approach situations. And if
0: you want something done for you, approach it in— the correct way. Yeah. My husband calls it the Oreo effect because you have a compliment then the critique and then the compliment. Yeah. Like compliment, request, compliment. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. We all need more Oreos in our life anyways. So yes, we do. I agree with that. And I think going along with that too is when you're a good example of doing something, like say it is something like doing the dishes or I don't know. I never do the dishes actually. So that's a bad example for me and my husband because he does the dishes every day. But say, you know, in, a, in another life, I am doing the dishes all the time and I want my husband to start. Like, I just have to do it and be an example of like, okay, look how nice it is when like the kitchen's clean, whatever. And if he wants it to be that way, he'll probably start doing them too. Like when he sees a mess. Otherwise, it's like, he's not going to do it. And you just have to kind of accept that. It's like, you can only tell someone like you're saying so much. And if they don't want to do it, they're not going to do it. And then that's when acceptance comes in. It's just like, okay. Like I've heard Dax Shepard say, for like the first year of our marriage, I wanted Kristen to like shut the freaking cupboards. Like she never shut the cupboards. He's like, I was like, always nag her or whatever. And he's like, then I just learned my life would be way happier if I just shut the cupboards and stopped thinking about it so much. I'm just like, okay, I'll just shut them. Like whatever. Yeah. He's like, and now it doesn't even bother me. It's just like, that's acceptance it's just like okay well this is how it is honestly so very true what a guy what a guy we love Dax the only people who really need more self-love and me time are people who are constantly giving to others and all of their time is allotted to like helping others and doing things for others and never doing things for themselves I think a lot of the times people our age or just people in general get very obsessed with the self-love movement and think like, oh, all I need to do is, you know, take more time for me and I need more me time. Like, I find myself doing that. I'm like, and then I think about it. I'm like, wait, I've been doing stuff for me all day. I don't need to do like, oh, I need me time now. It's like actually a lot of the times I need to do the opposite and I need to go like give back to others. It's like, I think in general, I've just, my mom always says like, you the way that you're going to feel better is by doing things for others. And that's just how it is. Obviously, you can't pour from an empty cup. So that's why I'm saying the people who really need the me time are people probably like moms who are constantly giving to their kids all day and just like doing things for other people. That's a good example of someone who needs more me time. Maybe a 20-year-old running around doing everything for themselves all day. Maybe it will feel good to do things for other people with no um, reward for it. Yeah. Like completely just doing it. And the only reward you get is the feeling of doing it. So that's a really good one. And serve more in 2020.
1: That is a really good one, Charles. I love that. Okay. My last one is something that I wish so badly I could give someone credit to because I don't remember where I heard it. I think Skinny Confidential mentioned it, but I believe that she got it from someone else. Okay. The concept is that applied knowledge is power. So, people always like to say knowledge is power, which is very true, mm-hmm. but applied knowledge is much more powerful. And I, I love think that. it's great to read, it's great to listen to uplifting podcasts and better yourself in any way you know how to. But if you don't apply the lessons that you learn, they really lose their power. And I've talked about that before where I've listened to a podcast and been like, oh, I love that. I love that concept. And then I forget it the next day. Mm-hmm. And that knowledge that I have kind of just lost its power because first of all I didn't remember it and I didn't apply it to my life. And so I think like when you are listening to a podcast that you are like, wow, I really loved that. Like that really inspired me. Write down the lessons that you've learned. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like really try and apply that to your actual life. Mm-hmm. Because that's what's powerful. Are you about I to love laugh? That.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Literally a laughing attack. <laughs> no, I wasn't gonna laugh. Really? I Take thought care. about it for a second, but I'm not. Why were you going to laugh? Just because I thought about the fact that we were laughing a while ago. Oh, great. But I wasn't. I was listening. Okay. I I think it's really good. I was going to say, I feel like a good phrase for like knowledge is power. Like knowledge is a great starting point, Mm -hmm. but applied knowledge is power. Yes. Because you do have to attain the knowledge first, but it's true. Like if you don't, I've done that so many times. I'm like, that's so amazing. That could change my life and it doesn't do anything. Yeah. Kind of like how I know when you're not supposed to get on your phone first thing in the morning. Yet, I do. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the worst blue habit. blue <laughs> laser beams into my eyes. <laughs> yeah. First thing in the morning. Okay. Our final one we were going to do together. Mm-hmm. We wanted to do eight by ourselves and then one that we Nine. came up with. Nine. Nine. <laughs> <laughs> do math, idiot. Um, and then do the 10th one together. Do you want to say what it is, Jace? Um, I think you were better at phrasing it. I'll I'll chime in. Okay. The 10th one that we've learned together on this journey together. We've been together so much this year. Truthfully. It's been a journey. <laughs> been, when I think about it, like, when someone was like, are you guys going to be together on Christmas? I'm like, at this point, I would not be surprised. Yeah. Um, Like on actual Christmas morning. Yeah. Because I'm, um, I'm like, you guarantee I'm seeing you Christmas Day. <laughs> but— on this journey, I think one of the main things we've learned is that you have to follow your gut and stick to your guns. There's gonna be lots of controversy. There's gonna be lots of hardships, there's gonna be lots of roadblocks. blocks, yeah, and noise. Nice, nice tie-in to our other episode. Blocking out the noise, <laughs> blocking With out that the episode. Noise. But you have to just follow your gut and you have to stick to what you know is gonna be good because you'll regret it. Otherwise, even if it's not the exact result that you were hoping for, you're always going to regret not doing what you knew in your gut like you wanted to do. Yeah. So this is a good example for our merch, which is still available on bonfire.com slash what we said. I don't think
1: that's, is that the right URL? We'll (laughs) We'll link it. We'll link it.
0: But our merch was quite the journey. Like we said, we wanted it's a certain way. We had a vision. We worked really hard on it. We had a couple roadblocks where we were like, couldn't do it this way. And we're like, we could have gone different routes where it would have just been easier. But we're like, no, we know what we want. We got to stick to it. And the end result was just way crazier than we thought it was. And we were mostly proud because we stuck to our guns and we yeah. were like, just went with what we really wanted. And we were talking about this last night how this whole year we've really just pushed for what we want. And I think you're a really good example of that to me. Like even with reaching out to people to interview, it's like when you just reach out and like, you know, take the risk. And then they're like, Yeah. Yeah. You're like, oh, sweet. Yeah. I'm so glad we just did it and we went for it. No matter like, you know, again, high risk, high reward. But definitely
1: with the merch. And again, it might sound silly because it's like, oh, they're just hoodies and sweatshirts, but like we wanted them to be more than that. And we didn't want it to be super merchy so that it's like I don't know. We wanted to be, yeah, pieces that you guys actually could wear and be comfortable in. And there were so many moments that we really could have just settled Mm -hmm. for something different and just been like, yeah, whatever, let's just get it out. But it just didn't feel right. And like, because we stuck to what we wanted to do and because we worked so hard to like make it happen and go all out for it, it was such a huge success. And like, it made it so rewarding and we were so proud of ourselves. We were literally like just emotional all day on our launch day because we're like, we have worked so hard for this. Yeah. <laughs> and we're, we're not like, crying. <laughs> I'm not crying today. It's <laughs> my eyes open like this. But just anyway, tape. we're grateful. 2019 has been a really hard year for both of us, but a really amazing year. Yeah,
0: I knew the tears were coming at this point. we recap <laughs> in the year. Uh, it really hasn't. When I think about in general, again, like we were saying yesterday in the car, we were just kind of thinking about our year. It's like even, I said, I think I said this last year at our end of the year recap, but even um, doing the podcast in general was not the smart way to do. There were so, there have been so many roadblocks to just continue it and like get an episode up every single week. Like, Like I said, when we first started this podcast, we, me and, like, my husband were going through financial hardship, and it made no, no sense. sense to fly out here and to, like, spend the money to invest in things and and get going, but we we knew, both of us, me and my husband, well, and everyone that was included, basically, we knew in our guts, like, just do it. We, we'll know it'll pay off, and we did it, and it's, like, it's so rewarding, even just knowing that no matter the numbers, honestly. Yeah. It's like just the feeling of I, we did it. I'm like, I (laughs) did it alone. I
1: did this. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It's, and I think that's the case with anything that you just stick, you know, you stick to and you follow your gut on. Mm -hmm. So thank you guys for being a part of, well, a huge, huge part of our year. The podcast is both of our literal favorite things that we do. And we started it on such a whim and like, I, it's been
0: so life-changing. I'm so grateful. So, mm-hmm. thank Ditto you guys. That for real. Thank you guys. You are the absolute best community we could ever ask for. You guys come through for us all the time. It actually blows our minds. Like, I can't wait till we get to like meet lots of you in person and just, that's a little teaser for something <laughs> <Yeah>. coming up. <laughs> just looks at me. It's like little sly eyes. <laughs> but if you guys want to, go follow our Instagram at what we said podcast. We have so that's our hub. That is definitely our hub. If you guys want to send in stories, we do a lot of story episodes. If you're new here, that's where you can send them in. We always do polls. We always post about our episodes behind the scenes of our episodes, um, updates on basically anything. And we have very exciting things coming up in 2020. This is our year, Jace. This is our year. It's, this, it's off to a good start. This past year was a year of grinding. Mm-hmm. And
1: this year, still going to be a year of grinding, but I feel like amazing things yeah. are to come. I'm so beyond excited. So, big
0: things coming big in 2020.
1: Things are around the corner. Um, if you guys want to screenshot this episode and post it on your story, we always love to repost you guys. And, Here's the other thing. It's just, like, if this episode helped you guys, just, like, tell a friend. Like, send it to a friend. I always do that with podcasts. Mm -hmm. I'm like, this podcast was so good. And I send it to a friend, and they're like, I loved it. Mm -hmm. So, aka Chelsea, the only friend I have. (laughs) But um, that's a really good way to, like, you know, spread the word and obviously help other people out, too. And it helps us. And if you want to be, like, extra, extra nice, if you've listened to us this whole year and you haven't given us a rating and review… Now can be your day. Today can be your day. Write us a little review or just do the little rating. You can pick between one and five stars. Five stars would be great. Yeah. Um, and that really helps us out a lot, actually. I mm-hmm. think people underestimate how much ratings help because it helps our podcast get more um, well-known. Mm-hmm. So, and like helps people find it. So, yeah. Thank you guys so, so much for your support. This has been an amazing year and we are so beyond excited for 2020.
0: Stay safe tonight, you guys. Yes. Stay safe. Do not drink and drive. Get home in a reasonable hour because you got to be here for 2020. So yes, go have fun, but be safe, please. We love you guys. And that's That's what what we we said. said in 2019. Goodbye.